Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hey, I am Gabe Gonzalez, and you are listening to the QWERTY Podcast. This is a weekly show from QWERTY and Forever Dog, where I'll be covering news, politics, and pop culture that is impacting and or adjacent to the broader LGBTQIA community. And I'm going to invite a guest to come hang out for a little bit, reflect on the week, and generally keep it cute, as always, our only three mandates on this show. Uh, This week's headlines include a new emoji that some gay men need to be banned from using, in my opinion, preemptively at least, Uh, a police raid on a video store that illustrates how Maryland police might might be enforcing an unconstitutional law that targets gay men. Surprise. And which California gubernatorial candidate is spending the tail end of her campaign shooting a reality show in Australia? I'm sure you can guess. Plus, we've got an amazing, a talented, a very handsome guest who was also born in Florida and has appeared on several Emmy-nominated shows you may have heard of. I don't know, stuff like Pose, Hacks might ring a bell. We are so lucky to have Johnny Sibley on the podcast, and I can't wait to talk to him. But first, uh, we got to get to those headlines in a little segment we like to call Catch Her Up. All right, we're walking at a brisk pace and keeping up with the news. Our first headline of the week, Apple releases new emojis, including some inclusive options for trans and non-binary people. And surprise, cis gay men have already found a way to make it about us. I'm sorry in advance. Okay, um, so the good news. In a recent blog post, uh, Emojipedia released new emojis that could potentially be released with the next uh, emoji update. I don't know how that works. There's some sort of consortium. It is wild. I'm sure there's just like a bunch of robed uh, tech people making those choices. And wherever that sanctum is, I need to go visit. Uh, It's a great mystery to me. Uh, So, okay, these new emojis. uh, The images include things like a melting face, beans, a person with a crown, all very useful. And uh, the emojis also include a pregnant man and a pregnant person. Pregnant man and pregnant person are new, the blog post said, and recognize that pregnancy is possible for some transgender men and non-binary people, which is absolutely incredible. Like, this is long overdue moment of inclusivity. It's great that people can have this emoji to use, but within minutes of the announcement and before we even know if we're officially getting this emoji, Social media was abuzz with screenshots of the pregnant man in particular who became popular among gay men without ovaries, imbuing the emoji with a more metaphorical meaning than intended. <laughs> Y'all can use your imagination. Honestly, I th- I pray that we're not going to ruin this and get the emoji pulled before it's released. Uh, assuming it doesn't, Grinder and Scruff DMs are about to get very insufferable or really creative. I don't know. It depends. <laughs> we'll see. But sometimes I wonder if we deserve nice things. Headline number two, four men in Maryland were accused with breaking sodomy laws after a police raid. And if you're thinking to yourself that laws like this were declared unconstitutional by the Supreme Court in 2003, you would be correct. But while Maryland repealed what they called a sodomy law in 2020, really took them a while. As of late 2020, there were like 14 or 15 states that still had them on the books. They didn't 
actually repeal all of their sodomy laws. They kept a law on the books uh, banning what the state calls unnatural or perverted sexual practices, which sounds just vague enough to target queer people like sodomy laws did without having to name them. Isn't that convenient? According to a report from the Washington Blade, several individuals were arrested at a video store which allowed people to rent private locked rooms. Police in full riot gear then reportedly unlocked the rooms, arresting people with zip ties. Some were charged with indecent exposure, in addition to the four men arrested and charged with unnatural or perverted sexual practices. That is the exact uh, word of the law, and it also includes oral sex with a person, uh, which is kind of wild. The law says person or animal, and half of that, you know, we agree with, but like, what? What's going on there? Uh, Attorney Greg Nevins actually told the Washington Blade that locked rooms and video stores should be considered the same as locked hotel rooms. People have an expectation of privacy in those spaces. Others who have criticized the raid also say the state law shouldn't exist and unfairly targets queer people while using morality to justify laws that ban private activity between consenting adults, which again was uh, declared unconstitutional by the Supreme Court. You know, that thing that exists. According to the Hartford County Sheriff's Office, the raid happened because they'd received complaints from area residents and other patrons about the store, and they suspected illegal activity happening. Take that for what it's worth. But, you know, great to hear that enough prudish neighbors bothered by gay men hooking up behind locked doors can justify the oh-so-subtle violation of someone's rights. That's awesome. All right, our last headline of the week. Uh, Perhaps no more encouraging, but definitely baffling. Caitlyn Jenner went to Australia to film a reality show while running for governor. So, you know, when she's not busy throwing other trans people under the bus or saying she would endorse Donald Trump in 2024. Apparently, Caitlyn Jenner is running a political campaign to become California's governor in the next recall election. But that doesn't mean she can't squeeze in another side gig. You know what I mean? We're all booked and blessed in 2021, I guess. Last week, Jenner reportedly touched down in Australia where she's going to shoot an appearance on Big Brother VIP. But before she can actually film anything, she has to complete a mandatory 14-day hotel quarantine. Prior to departing, she kind of kept the trip vague and tweeted that she was going somewhere to honor work commitment. Then word got out that the work commitment was actually a trip halfway across the world to film an appearance on a reality show for which she's reportedly being paid half a million. Just to, to add a little context here, Australia is under lockdown and limits flights entering the country. So Jenner also made this trip while over 30,000 Australian citizens are still stuck overseas waiting to get home and hardly any other foreign travelers are being let in at all, except for a far right British bigot uh, and xenophobe, Kitty Hopkins, who was recently deported for breaking quarantine rules in Australia while also waiting to appear on Big Brother VIP. Really fantastic appearances they had lined up. Who's that booker? Really just doing great work. All right. So now that we've finished our headlines for the week, we are moving on to our guest, an actor I hold near and dear to my heart, who is a lovely person on the internet, on screen, in person. You've seen them on shows like The Deuce, Pose, Hacks. They are the host of Logo Live, uh, which is a lovely, lovely little interview series that we get to watch on Instagram every week. Please welcome to the podcast, Johnny Sibley. How you doing, babe? Good. How are you? Thank Great. you for that intro. Yes. Thank you for coming on. I've been so thrilled to get you on here. Thanks for sitting through those headlines. Oh my God. That, honestly, when you were talking about Caitlin, I was like, drag her. Ah! <laughs> it really is wild it's like i feel like new yorkers just had a really wild election and i feel like y'all are about to go through through hell and high water with this one i don't know it's just i feel like caitlin watched too many episodes of veep and was like i can do that (laughs) you know what i mean like (laughs) this isn't because i can just see like if she were to be elected if like hell froze over i mean we've seen worse things happen i don't know about worse but you know um, Uh, yeah (laughs) (laughs) but um I feel like it would just be an opportunity again to like make a reality show about being the governor of California. Like it's, you know, we always give such a hard time to the Kardashians when like Caitlyn to me is the most like needy for attention uh, of all of them. So in my opinion. 
Yeah, we really let her slide for a while because I was like, you know, yeah, Chris got the whole momager thing, and that's toxic in its own way. But like, <laughs> this is just a, a beyond the pale. I would yeah. rather have one of the the Jenner gals hold a Pepsi and claim she's solving racism <laughs> in this country <laughs> than endure another Caitlyn Jenner yeah. election cycle. If I'm being honest here, she needs to stay home in her yeah. big ass house. Like, come on, right? <laughs> why? Like, why do you need this? You have right. a big ass house. Like, you got it. You're set. Man, oh man. Okay. Well, uh, good luck to y'all. You're you are in uh you are in LA right now. You're based out of there right now, right? So this is am, your yeah. your recall election. Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah. Gosh. I mean, it's so funny, guys. I'm still so much like my mind's so much in New York and like the politics over there because I lived there for six years. Um, that like there's still a lot that I'm learning about what how we do it over here on the West Coast. But I did just see a headline today that said that California was going to make into law that all public school lunches were free. Oh, so that's I thought amazing. that was wonderful. So you know, I'm learning as I go. Yeah. Wow. That is like long overdue. Yeah. Because we keep seeing headlines about like, I don't know, kids' parents being arrested for like school lunch <laughs> debt, which is wild. School yeah. lunch debt. Like these are yeah. kids. They're about to get a lot of debt if they want to go to college. Don't start right. mounting it up now. It's preposterous. Especially if we have billionaires going to space, kids should be able to have free lunch, you know? Babe, right? If Jeff Bezos <laughs> can afford those fillers and a spaceship, oh, come my, on now. thank you. Somebody said it. I was like, I was watching Gail, like, you know, she made Jeff laugh and like nothing moved. I was like, oh, <laughs> she... You came ready for space, plumped. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm wondering if like the lips floated on their own. It's just... Imagine. Oh my gosh. The filler just moves. <laughs> it was wild. Every I don't know if you've been watching All-Star 6. I don't know if you're a drag race person, but Eureka came back with big lips and you know, she called oh. them her All-Star's lips. So yeah. everybody was calling them his All-Star's lips. My fa- <laughs> <laughs> my favorite is when when they do come back and they don't say a thing i mean they don't have to not you have to walk into a room and be like hey guess what right. i got because you know right. usually you can tell but i do love i love when eureka makes fun of herself i think it's it's fun yeah she's i, I think she's um somebody who's like really won me over i don't think i had strong feelings for or against her before but yeah. you know I, th- I think she's somebody who's so interesting because i think she's come back so warm and self-assured yeah. and it's really interesting to kind of see someone grow into themselves in front of the camera, which is always kind uh-huh. of a weird place to like, quote unquote, be yourself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like you're performing, right? So it's like, I don't know, how can you bring parts of you authentically into whatever that moment is, I guess. Um, but I'm loving her on this season. Oh, yeah. I mean, sometimes the girls come back and you can tell that they did some homework on like what didn't work last time. And which is what, you know, All Stars is redemption time. So right. but also, have you seen her on We're Here? Yes. Oh, yeah. She just... Oh, she's so good on that show. And like, I think that's the Eureka that, you know, on a show like Drag Race, you don't really get to see like, you know, that's the thing with Drag Race. We see these girls, but they're, if people forget, this is just a very specific show and you're only going to see a specific drag queen when they're put in those situations. But like some of these girls are like so much more than what they can show on the show. So I'm really happy that she has that platform. And I'm, we did a, we did a, like a sketch recently and she was so fun and so sweet. Oh, that's so fun. Who'd you do it with? Her, uh, a Tony directs, uh, and myself, I played my, my character, Julissa and it was was (gasps) fun. Oh, Julissa's an icon. That's a throwback. <laughs> before we had Wilson, before we had Costas, we had Julissa. I knew oh Julissa. God. Yeah, people are still like, where is she? I'm like, relax. Like, ugh. I've been doing it for like five years. You know, I get to, it's like, it's exhausting after a while. She's taking a well-deserved vacation. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I mean, I've done other characters too. And those don't even, I'm just like, no, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm tired. But I'm also happy that I'm, you know, 
those things have led to other things like the the dream that I always had. So, you know, I can't I can't bash my girls, you know? No, of course. Julie says ba- she's a ride or die, baby. She'll show <laughs> up when she's needed. She knows. She knows the time. I do also want to talk about like some of the stuff that you're doing right now, because I yeah. I like I remember when you lived in New York. I feel like we have like what maybe met in passing or never actually i can't tell if we've developed one of those internet relationships where we think we've been friends forever i think we've been friends forever but we've never actually met yeah but i just feel like i remember you posting like oh god like 2016 2017 being like yo working at a host at this restaurant like going on auditions doing the hustle like and like hello hi we're here hats iconic (laughs) incredible right and so it's just like what is that I don't know, feel like, because obviously it doesn't happen overnight. It's taken years of, of hard work, right? And doing, yeah. getting more on camera experience. But like, how are you feeling right now about where you're at? I, it's just like been really great and incredible work lately. It feels so nice. Like I remember I, um, I posted on Instagram recently. I like was in my, my, a box in my room that has like stuff from New York that uh, a friend sent over to me that I left. And one of them was like a ticket from when I was a waiter. And it said like, one day I'll be living my dream and this is not it. And I looked at it and I was like, Oh my God, I, I, I am living my dream now. And like, yeah. I was like, oh I was like <laughs> having a, you know, a little weepy moment, but it feels like no time and all the time in the world. Like I was telling um, Paul and Lucia and Jen, the creators of hacks who were also writers uh, and producers and stuff on Broad City in New York. And I told him, I was like, you know, when I started, when I moved to New York, my one of my first gigs was being an extra on Broad City. So this feels so full circle to like, I'm all about a full circle. Like, ooh, I, I, used, to, I used to work uh, for Ralph Lauren in New York at his restaurant. It's funny because I, when I was growing up, I, I watched like a, a story about J-Lo that said, you know, J-Lo used to walk in the room and be like, I'm going to be a star one day. And everyone would be like, yeah, girl, okay, whatever. <laughs> and she did. So I was like, I'm, I'm going to do that. So I used to walk in that place. I'm like, you know, when I, da, 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 I'm going to come back in here. And it's funny, last Tuesday when they announced the Emmys and our show got nominated, I reached out to the people at Ralph Lauren and I was like, so can you dress me for the, <laughs> the Emmys? And they were like, <laughs> we would love to do it. And I was like, there we go. Another full circle because I don't know, I just it's like telling a story to me and like to keep going. It's like, I need those little bits because it never gets, it gets easier in some respects, but it, I was telling someone yesterday as an artist, you're never not worried about where the next gig is going to come. I have friends that I see in the industry and I'm like, Oh, they're good. But even them are like, Oh, but I, how am I going to maintain this? Like if I, you know, so it's always a growth, but it's always like, I'm always looking back being appreciative of what I went through or you know, stuff like that to get to where I am. Yeah, no, I just, I appreciate that perspective. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't think you have to apologize about like leaning into the cheese when you're feeling good about life. You know what I mean? Just like lean into that, find the joy. (laughs) Like when I was a wee little Latina. (laughs) Yeah. A little girl in Miami, just honing my craft. Right, exactly. (laughs) Yeah, you were born in Miami. I don't know if I've ever asked you about this. Did you grow up in Florida for a little bit? So I actually wasn't born in Miami. Um, You weren't. Little known. uh, Yeah, well, I grew up in Miami, but I was actually Oh, you grew up in Miami. Okay. Yeah, I was born in New Orleans. Whoa. Louisiana. Yeah, and we would go. um, My parents were in the Army, so we moved around a lot, and we settled in Miami. But New Orleans was always like, hometown to me because we'd always go for summer and for like Christmases, Christmases, uh, Christmases. <laughs> there we go. She um, got a new character now. <laughs> but she's very Miami to, to the core for sure. You know, yeah. especially because Miami is like, 
is a banana republic in and of itself of like, you get off the plane and I, you can't order an iced coffee because they're like, cafe con leche. I'm like, no, cafe con hielo. Like, <laughs> to tell you. Um, and they're, they just don't get it, which I love. But I'm also like, this, this is like what's special about it, you know? I feel that's so hard. The last time I went to Puerto Rico, like by myself, like no yeah. family alone for the first time, I was like doing some like little corporate speaking gig. They were like a comedian. And I was like, I'm bilingual. We got it. I yeah. went out. And every time we went out, I would go out on my own. I do the same thing. I was like, um, cafe frio, cafe con hielo. I was like trying, you know what I mean? And people would just yeah. look at me like, what are you talking about? Like, why would anyone want that? Like, and it's just game? such a unique, exactly. It's just like a very like Caribbean yeah. kind of like, really want that? Like what? Yeah. They're like, we're in the sweltering heat, yet we still have our coffee. I'm like, mm, couldn't be me. <laughs> <laughs> Truly, no. It's that. I'm like, the thing is that I'm gay, yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want that cold brew. We're moving at a brisk pace today, okay? <laughs> is, there, is that an iced coffee? No, it's water. Oh, no, this is water. She's getting hydrated. <laughs> I, had a, I had a heavy iced coffee day yesterday. Let me tell you uh, that. I paid oh for God. it. It's fine. Sometimes I'll like be on the couch and I'll be like shaking. I'm like, why am I shaking? I'm like, oh, I had three Americanos. <laughs> <laughs> Truly. Oh, gosh. I buy those little like espresso can things uh, oh, sometimes yeah. when I just feel like making poor choices. And I'll straight up just like down three within the, the course of two hours. You know, I'm oh, writing. So how I'm, old yeah. are you? I just turned 30. Okay, this is a very this is a very 30s conversation. Like Isn't where it? you're like, coffee just makes me crazy. Meanwhile, in our 20s, we're like, well, I was <laughs> you know, you know, those you know, just like did a bump ahead of me, took a few shots, walked four miles to the Upper East Side to go to an underground party that ended up being canceled. So I made out with my uh, taxi driver. Like <laughs> Oh honestly, that that is <laughs> The dream, the American <laughs> dream. <laughs> That's why we all moved to New York. Honestly, there's things about, there's things that happened to me in New York that one, I always expected and I never expected at the same time. I was blown away. I had to, I had to pause there because, you know, let the listeners think I was going to say something else. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's a pregnant pause. That's what they call it. Where's the emoji for that? Oh, <laughs> So wild story that I actually just remembered. I wanted to bring this up earlier. Okay, so yeah. you said that your first gig in New York was as an extra on Broad City. Yeah. Crazy, weird moment of connection. I, my first gig in New York was as an extra on the pilot that never aired for Broad City when they were making it for like FX, I think. Oh my God. And so it was wild. Like Abby worked at like a, a, a not a bar, a cafe. And there were like three baristas. But it was just like really funny that I was like, oh, I'm going to be in like a pilot. And they were like, well, actually, like this isn't what that was for um, uh, but i think that's so wild that like both of our gigs were... i mean in new york there's only so many shows that you could be on you yeah. know like law and order rite of passage i was a drag queen on that as an extra <gasps> one <laughs> what was her name uh i didn't i don't i don't even remember i do remember my uh, best friend trace like we lived in bushwick and i was like i got a gig and i was like so excited i was like but you have to do my makeup so she like gets me in geesh and like but i i'm in bushwick and like I think our neighborhood was very catcally, so I was like scared. Um, that because every time I'd walk down the street with Trace, they're like, Hey, lucky man. And I was like, My God. She's like, You should see when you're not with me. Um, <laughs> but I remember like putting a hoodie on, like my full face beat, sunglasses. I get off the train at, you know, in the West Village, and all of a sudden I get into the church. I changed because the holding area was a church. <laughs> I mean, and, and um I walked down the street and the construction workers are like looking, and I'm like, oh. 
okay okay this is this is usually the stroll is that what it is yeah. um but that was wild like so many so many of those little things that i really do appreciate that i that i did and like did those jobs to really appreciate all the other jobs that came afterward. Cause I feel like sometimes people just get like rushed to the front of the line mm-hmm. and they don't understand how many people it takes and like all the importance of, of those, you know, even the extras and like all that stuff. So New York was such a blessing in that way. Cause it was like a smaller pond, but it was also a very like cool place to work. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. You were talking about those, like, yeah, those like little gigs that you get in New York. I don't know. And even the stand-up scene here feels like there are more options and more venues. Um, I feel like LA is, you know, there are really great shows and really great venues. But I don't know. It's it's almost like there isn't as as much. Uh, and it's kind of harder to get to. Are you a driver? Is she driving now? No. So I've lived here for almost four years and I've, I haven't had a car. Wow. And that is like, I tell any person from LA and they're like, what? I'm like, well, I've been Ubering. I Uber most places, which is like not the gig now because an Uber to go down the street is like $20, which oh, gosh, is yeah. a lot here. I know in New York, it's like astronomical, but um, we also don't have taxis. So if I had a car, I feel like I would get around more and like go see things on the East side and like really just enjoy the surroundings. But it's not like New York where you could literally go to the Lower East side watch a show, go to the Upper West Side to go to a bar, meet some friends, then go all the way back to Brooklyn, you know, in the span of like a couple hours and be fine with it. And people in LA are, I I mean, not to do this whole like LA, New York thing, but they're so (laughs) slow. Like everything takes (laughs) forever. I remember the first time I tried to get a coffee here and I was like, why the fuck is it taking so long? And it was like, oh, they just don't have anywhere to be. Like everyone's just where they are, you know, and I've kind of enjoyed that lately. Yeah, it forces you to be a little zen. I I feel the same way when I go down to Florida sometime. Oh, my God. Sometimes like, yeah, the drivers there super aggro. The moment you're in a restaurant, a store, you know, an outdoor location that is Mm -hmm. not involving a car, people are taking their suite. It's that is the one part of Florida that does feel very deeply Southern uh, in a a stereotypical way. Everyone's just moving. I don't know. Maybe it's the heat. Maybe people are just sluggish in that heat. I mean, in that heat, when I get off that plane and all of a sudden the humidity is just like, I'm like, oh, my God. I'm just like, it's just I can't. I it's used to be able to, it was like my, my home, but going back, I'm like, what, who wants to be in this? Such a, I'm still a New Yorker at heart complaining about other Always. Places. No, we love it. <laughs> she likes her iced coffee and her small friend Leibowitz complaints. You know what I mean? Just like a little, <laughs> nobody walks Leibowitz. fast enough. Nobody makes a good iced coffee. Yeah. I'm like, the city's oh, ruined. Yeah. 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 You know, it's so funny. I see older people in New York, like old, old, old just walking down the street so slow and everyone's like, mm, mm, mm. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I can't like bless their heart. I don't know how they do it, but they do it. And they're, you know, resilient. 
Yo, I, yeah, I'm down in Bushwick. I recently moved to like an area where there's like a big Puerto Rican community, oh, and the cool. viejitas in their walkers are uh-huh. like d- doing the damn thing. They're taking their time. They don't care if they're blocking you. They have earned the right <laughs> to take their time, and they're gonna let you know. I love yeah. it. Yeah, there's just a, a particular quality, a braveness to <laughs> to <laughs> being an elder person in New Listen, York with these sidewalks. I'm I'm 33, and I'm like I don't give a flying about any of this I'm like wow i feel this way now i can only imagine were you like the theater kid when you were growing up yeah was that what was your like kind of like hook into <sighs> into acting um, you know it's funny i you know when you uh when you were younger and you get to pick your like electives or your you know extracurricular classes um i wanted to be in french so bad because all the cool kids took french and i was like i want to be cool and my mom's <laughs> like i think you need to be in drama and i was like Mm, no, like no one cool is in drama. Like, <laughs> but I used to be around the house, like creating stories and like using the camcorder to like film my sister doing pink videos and like <gasps> not forcing her basically to like be my muse, you know, <laughs> things like that. So my mom is like, you should, you should try that out. And ooh, boy, was she right. I, I remember the first class I was like, this is, this is me. Like, this mm. is what I want. Um, and since then, I think that was like seventh grade. And like, I remember my teacher, she would tell me stuff like, Oh, you're so good. I just don't know where to place you. <laughs> and I'm like, huh, okay. I don't know what that means, but I'm, and I, I kept hearing that throughout like my life. Like I'd get, be in New York and they're like, Oh, you've got like this leading man look, but you're like goofy. And I'm like, that's okay. Like we can be more than one thing, you know? Um, but yeah, I was always a theater kid. And I remember my senior year in high school, I like blew the girls out of the water. Like I was always like the character actor, which I loved. And then senior year, she was the lead girl, like in the show. And yes. I was like, yes. And I like appreciated it so much. Cause I was like, well, I, I earned my moment, you know? Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I think one of my best friends, he always got the lead role. And I was like, what? why (laughs) you know as a kid you're just very the very rachel berry well i wasn't the rachel berry but (laughs) yeah i feel like we all were a little bit yeah i feel like there was this trope in high school where it was always like the tall lanky straight guy who was kind Uh, of bland but could kind of pull it off you know what i mean yeah i remember we we had we did uh susical the musical and i wanted to play the cat in the hat so bad because i knew I would turn it out. I, I knew the comedy was going to be there. I'm like, it's not a really sing songy. I don't have to have like a great voice, but my friend looked like the traditional cat in the hat. And I was like, but Mike Myers had just come out with cat in the hat. So I was like, I was telling the, my teacher, the director, I was like, we could really change it up and like do, cause I was like a little chubby kid. And I was like, we could really go for that. And they're like, no, it's not, it's not cat in the hat. And so they gave it to him and I was like, and then I became assistant director of the show. And I like, was just, I was just bitter the whole time. I was like, everyone needs to be quiet. I was like, really just projecting my anger. That's, that's a television show I would watch fully. Just a young gay boy taking his revenge as the assistant director of a musical. Ma'am, that's memoir worthy material right there. That's incredible. I love that. He was one of my best friends. So like, I remember one time I pulled him aside. I'm like, I don't want to have this competition with you. He, and he goes, Oh, I don't have competition with you. (gasps) 
I said, oh, looking back, I'm like, she really read me down. Like, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was oh, so just funny. In that brutal cutting way high schoolers do. It's when just, Glee so came real. out, I was like, this is, this is us. <laughs> like, <laughs> It felt so true for that first season. It was it just a ring oh, a little the first too true. Season, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the time we got to Jane Lynch singing Nicki Minaj, I was like, all right, well, I think we went a little far on this, but I appreciate it. You know what I mean? Like, we're exploring a range of opportunity. I don't, if you'd show me the pilot of Glee and then show me that clip of Jane Lynch, I would have been like, how did we get here? We get and here? I would fully watch it again. You know, on shows where they like show that as the first clip and they're like, how did we get here? And then they're like, let me tell you the story. Just like Jane Lynch, like, Yep, that's me. I'm wondering, I guess you're wondering how I got here. <laughs> Just, oh, I love those shows. Have oh, you seen so uh, Never Have I Ever on Netflix? No, I was about oh, to start watching it because I've heard so such good. great things. You loved it's it. It's so great. Yeah, I loved it. And it's not It's not a show. It's not for me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, the, I'm not the target demo, I don't think, but I <laughs> loved it so much. Yeah. Like, Pen15 also felt really just like, oh, yeah. Spot on. So good. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I miss those days, but I also am very happy that I, I am not a part of that world. Like I see my niece and I'm like, oh, the baby. She's like, I need puka shells. I'm like, been there, girl. Wow. What's next? <laughs> a Caesar cut and some frosted tips? What are we doing? What's oh, happening? Oh my God, a Caesar cut. Yeah. Did you always, did your mom take you to like the great clips and get the Caesar? My mom used to take me to uh, super cuts and she used to tell them, I want him to look like Brandon from 90210. Did you watch 90210? Oh. It was like, it was like towards so the sweet. end of my yeah she that she wanted me to look like this beautiful white boy um but it never worked um <laughs> and then my dad started taking me to like his like fade shop which was like triggering af because a little gay boy walking into this <gasps> overly mm. masculinized like like really just ugh, space mm. where you're just like <laughs> you know but here we are now i go to a gay uh barber and we just kiki the whole time. Yes, I love it. <laughs> my last barber before the pandemic was just this incredible butch lesbian who gave me the best haircut oh. of my life. We kept coming back. The conversation was like, we had zero things in common, but loved chatting with her. And yeah. then she just disappeared uh, during the pandemic. I was like, I don't know if she probably moved, but it was really yeah. sad. She was probably like, this city. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I'm tired so of these many. little gay boys getting it tight on the side, leaving it long on the top. I'm so bored. <laughs> like, <laughs> ah, switch it up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> give me a fucking oh mohawk God. come oh my on God, give me please dye your well not dye your hair because you all do that too but yeah truly <laughs> i just did that recently i'm like everyone's like is everything okay love i'm like actually everything's better than it's ever been so <laughs> i just oh, love God. that the dyeing the hair is just everyone's always like are you fine it's like yeah, yeah. people switch it up babe we're, we're all good it's okay we don't have to project yeah like when um when my my beautiful girl Brittany shaved her head and People are like, she shaved her head. And she's like, people shave their heads. I was like, and then as I got older, I'm like, yeah, people fucking shave their heads. Like people do all sorts of, it's, you know, tattoos. Like we do all sorts of things to just like change it up, you know? Yeah. No, get constantly. rid of the monotony so always God yeah, bless her. Like, free britney free Brit- truly free britney that has been the the running theme this year i've been really excited to see her maybe feel emboldened to speak more freely in public as well yeah that's been really exciting and then also her being like stop dredging up bullshit from my past for a documentary that you're supposedly making in my name she's like just stop like let me do my i thing. love that too because she's like yeah. i put, like y'all are still on that like that was so long ago and it's true even when you watch documentary and you like realize how one how bogus all of these like 
claims and things are, you're mm-hmm. like, wow. Yeah. I would be the same way. I'm like, really? Like I threw up in the alley of the Abbey when I was 21. Like guys, please. <laughs> I've done worse since then, but <laughs> absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Mine was Akbar and it was a parking lot outside. So, you know, oh, things happen. Yes. I mean, that was my first trip to LA. Yeah. That was, um, and I mean, Akbar is superior to the Abbey, and you can quote me on that. Hey! <laughs> oh my God! All of West Hollywood is about to riot. <laughs> yeah, and their little <laughs> Chelsea boots in the middle of summer. <laughs> We're boycotting hacks. Oh my God! Yeah, <laughs> I can only imagine. Wow, HBO tagging HBO. Wow, HBO! Mm-hmm. Can't believe you hired this person. HBO's like, girl, <laughs> shut. <laughs> I love those oh people. They're like, it's I'm going to tell your job. I'm like. Okay, go tell them. Yes, tell the team of the award-winning comedy on yeah. HBO that you don't like my <laughs> opinion yeah. about your bar. Or, right, or for yeah. me defending someone against J.K. Rowling. Okay. Oh, ma'am. Uh-uh. No, no, no. We're not playing that game anymore. It's always something no, like yeah. that. I'm like, I could, okay, try it. All right, fine. It's like yeah. when I worked in retail, they're like, can I, what What was your name? I'm like, Johnny, J-O-H-N. <laughs> <laughs> do you want the manager's name and number i'm sure i could get them here like, i was yeah. never that girl i was <laughs> yeah. never scared i remember i worked at a restaurant a restaurant and you know how like in restaurants the chefs are considered like the gods of the restaurant and i was like i don't get that they make food like okay relax <laughs> but, <laughs> but i remember one time a chef was like rude to me he's like take this and i'm like can you say it again nicely and he's like excuse me i'm like I'm a grown <gasps> adult. Why are you talking to me like I'm yes. like I'm a child? And he's like, Johnny, can you please take this? And then the manager pulled me aside later on. And she's like, he's the chef. And I said, I don't care who he is. I'm an adult. I'm Johnny Sibley. I show everyone respect and I demand respect as well. And then, you know, she just didn't get it. I was like, what is this is why you people just get treated like without for not standing up for yourself. It was, you know, so that's the Damn. kind of giant. Yes. <laughs> the inner Julissa. She's always there. <laughs> always. She really People is. Like, what, who's the, who's the, um, was Cardi B the, I'm like, first of all, the problematic statement you just made of thinking that every Latina is Cardi B when you don't realize how many Cardi B's are out in the Bronx alone. You know <laughs> what I mean? You know, no, she lives within me. She is part of my, my growing up. She's part of like who I am. So. Julissa will always come out when she. Julissa will always come out when the chef talks to you like a child. I love it. That's the moment. That's the Excuse moment. Me? Say it again. She's the anti-Karen. It's great. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh my god! I've never done like a Julissa meets a Karen video. Maybe I should do right? that because she's like she's using her powers for good. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's great. I would love. She's that. a vigilante. Vigilante, <laughs> Miami's most fabulous vigilante. You love it. That's, that's great. Uh, I'm gonna use that for a quote, and you're gonna get quoted. Please do. Quote. Yes, it'll be up, <laughs> on the review for the Julissa series. Miami's Miami. most fabulous vigilante. Yes. <laughs> At the upfronts. Oh, Johnny. Okay. It has been a joy talking to you today. And before I let you go, I do. Um, I have, I have so many questions. We couldn't even, I wanted to ask about every moment of hacks truly, honestly. Uh, But again, just want to bring that up. It has been fantastic. Um, watching that little romance between Wilson and Marcus just flesh out. It's been real cute. It was very, it was lovely. So thank you for that. Of course. Yeah. It was so fun to, I mean, just so fun to like be gay on screen and it just be, like a relationship rather than be like, I've got to tell someone that I'm gay. Like, you know, it felt so good to be past that. Um, And while those stories are super important, it it felt so cool to just, to just be on a date, you know? And like, 
get to know something like it felt real and like something I'd actually go through. So yeah, I'm really happy with what they wrote and what I got to do. Yeah, it was just so spectacular to sort of see two characters look at each other and immediately understand what their vibe is and like not have, you know what I mean? (laughs) Have the moment be like, hey, queen, I'm just coming over to check on the water. Like it was just... Yes. It was great. So thanks. Because we know, we know, we get right, the look. Of course. And we know yeah. it's on, you know? We got it. We got it. And, you know, there, I'm sure there is room for a sassy water cop in a series, but it was nice to have. Hannah, day. who um, plays Ava in the show, oh, she's like, fantastic. I want to see the spinoff of the Water Patrol, like, people. Like, a Reno 911 style, like, the Water Patrol. <laughs> fully i'm like that is a full cast of characters if i like parks and rec style like come on yeah well i told um, you i've been i feel like i've been seeing more about water patrols in the news <laughs> since watching hacks they're yeah. everywhere and like the npr interviewed one in nevada and i was like oh my god johnny's impact i can't, I can't. <laughs> um but yeah oh, that's amazing they yeah. um lucia and paul and jen were saying that the reason they created the water cop was because they watched an anthony bourdain episode r.i.p um oh, of wow. las vegas and there was a water cop in the episode and they were like oh my god that that's a thing so um yeah i'm glad that we're bringing uh, awareness to water cop you know the only cops worth a damn <laughs> <laughs> That's on click. She's back. Okay. So before I let you go, I do want to yeah. play a little game we like to call Queerly Beloved, in which I am going to ask you to eulogize like a trend, a mm. phrase, a moment from the past that you think needs to be brought back. Right. Brought back. So brought back, like, I, like needs to have its moment again. So, you know, uh, it was gone too soon, maybe, right? Mm-hmm. So some examples from the past. Miss Coco Peru said she she wanted to eulogize the sensible two-inch pump, mm. um, which was gone too soon. <laughs> Bianca Del Rio did Benefer, which proved to be a very dangerous request. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, we got a ton. We got a ton. I think uh, Peppermint did slap, bra- no, jelly bracelets. And that, that oh. prompted a conversation about how chaotic those were in middle school. Um, But yeah, anything you've got. I know we covered puka shells and frosted tips, but... If there are any oh, trends, puka shells, I feel like puka shells or I would love for, I would love for games. I don't know if they're still around though. Like skip it. Do you remember oh, skip it? Oh, like the thing or that went around your ankle. Scooter. Yeah. They're like, maybe a rate. No, you know what? I'll do puka shells because those were my everything god bless okay uh, i'm ready for this i need a stirring defensive puka shells this is our <laughs> grand finale puka shells need a comeback they yes. should have never gone away the art of the sea i mean honestly i feel <laughs> like and every little kid needs to know what it feels like to get your hair pulled out by your own puka shell necklace on the back of your neck i don't know maybe i was a hairy kid but baby <laughs> When I tell you I suffered for fashion, I went into Hollister with my double puka shells sometimes because you can never have enough. The bracelet, the necklace, baby, they need to come back. These kids need to understand what nature is. You know what I mean? Like I lived in the throes of Miami where there was not a surfer in miles. Baby, I was giving (laughs) California lifestyle with my puka shells. I think all kids should feel like a surfer, a little white, wispy hair. You know, I really (laughs) felt like I was in Hanson. I felt like I was part of the OC with Misha Barton. I was transported every time I put those, those little shells on my neck. And the tighter, the better. So puka shells, bring them back. A stirring uh, eulogy for puka shells. Fantastic reasons to bring them back from Johnny Sibley, folks. Uh, that's the art of the sea. 
bring it back. You know what I mean? <laughs> the art of the sea. Um, unfortunately, that is all we've got for today with you, Johnny, which means that it is time to say goodbye. But I would love for people to know, aside from your very prominent roles in several TV shows, where can people find you? Talk to me online and social media. You can find me. <laughs> you can find me all over every social media platform because I just apparently can't get enough at Johnny Sibley. My name on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, not Facebook. I'm not. No, we don't want to do that anymore. Uh, TikTok, though. Love that. Love TikTok for us. Um, and all that. So yeah. And watch Hacks on HBO Max. Yeah, she's a musician on TikTok. <laughs> oh yes. my God. Yes. We got a song on TikTok it. and on Spotify. Hit it, baby. <laughs> yes. I love oh, it. That was great. Fantastic. And yes, watch Hacks on HBO Max fully. Please do yourself thank a favor. You. Watch it again if you already have. It's mm. spectacular. All right. Thank you again, Johnny, for coming by. And thank if you, you are listening, this is our very last episode of the Critty Podcast. So thank you so much for joining us. It's been a ton of fun hosting and hanging out every week. If you would like to follow online, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram using the handle Gaybones, G A Y B O N E Z. And you can check out my website as well, Gaybiz. Dot gay. That's a real website extension and it, it does work and I'm very proud of it. Um, thank you to our incredible team of producers and editors who helped out. Thank you to Shereen and Andrew who are here every day that we recorded the podcast. So yeah, thanks for keeping it cute. QWERTY has been a joint production between Forever Dog and Q Digital. QWERTY is hosted by me, Gabe Gonzalez, produced by Andrew McGuire, engineered and edited by Shereen Lani Yunez, music by Gabe Lopez, executive produced by Tracy Soren, Joe Cilio, Brett Boehm, Alex Ramsey, Scott Gatz, John Halbach, Dan Tracer, and Melissa D. Motts. Forever.